what was uh, unusual about that advertising campaign, this was on the television, of course, was that Michael Jackson stated, and it was quoted around the world, the world's media got hold of this, Michael Jackson stated that he would not drink Pepsi-Cola because he doesn't believe in it, because basically he doesn't want to put that stuff in his body. Michael Jackson, as you may know, is exceedingly health-aware. So he wouldn't drink Pepsi-Cola, and he said so. And he also said that he wouldn't endorse the product and he would not have his image on any of the products or its you know, uh, uh, promotional material. Would not be associated with it in any way. But that didn't stop the Pepsi company from putting Michael Jackson up on the television advertising Pepsi-Cola. And, um, in fact, he was never in the same picture as the Pepsi-Cola. So what you got was a picture of Michael Jackson, then Pepsi-Cola, Michael Jackson, Pepsi-Cola, Pe Jackson, Pepsi, Jackson, Pepsi. Why? I think the Pepsi-Cola company spent, I think they paid him, if I remember rightly, something like $15 million to appear in that advert for something like 15 seconds, which works out a million dollars a second. Not a living wage, but it would be a good start. Why would they pay him all that money when he had said that the product was something that he wouldn't endorse and wouldn't even put in his body because basically it's bad for you? My belief about that and I've not checked this out with Michael Jackson or Pepsi-Cola, so this is speculation. But my belief about that is that the Pepsi-Cola company realized that what Michael Jackson had said would make no difference at all to the success of the advert. And that they knew that they would get their $15 million back many times over if they put him in the ad. Why? Because Michael Jackson was then, and I believe as I speak, and this is 2002, still is the world's best-selling musical artist of all time. Which means that around the globe, millions of people feel good when they see Michael Jackson dance or hear him sing. So what the Pepsi-Cola company were basically doing was putting up on the screen, good feeling, Pepsi-Cola, good feeling, Pepsi-Cola, good feeling, Pepsi, good feeling, Pepsi, good feeling, Pepsi. Until those two completely unrelated things get, as it were, wired together in your nervous system. Then, on a hot day, you're out somewhere and you're thirsty. And you go into one of those shops and they've got one of those glass-fronted refrigerators. And in the refrigerator will be a whole range of canned drinks. There'll be everything from Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola, and a whole lot of other uh, uh, brands. 7-Up, Dr. Pepper, Tango, Lilt, whatever and water. Now logically, out of all of those possible drinks, which is the only one that can really quench your thirst? Water. Which is the only one out of all of those drinks that is actually good for you? It, again, it's water. But out of all those brands and all those possible drinks, which will be the top selling products? It's going to be Pepsi and Coca-Cola. Everybody knows that. Why? Is it because they're better for you than water? No. If you ask people in the street or in the shop, those questions I just asked you, which is, the, which is best for you, which is the drink that's most thirst-quenching, they'd all know. Water. Which are you going to drink? Coke or Pepsi. Many of them will do that. Why? A lot of that has to do with the marketing. Now, it's not like conscious. You don't walk in there and go, mm, Pepsi-Cola, that reminds me of that Michael Jackson ad. Mm, that makes me feel good. I think I'll have one of those. It doesn't work like that. It's a much, much more subtle thing. It's what's called anchored into your nervous system. 
You see the Pepsi symbol, and back then, I mean, it's a long time since Michael Jackson did that advert, but back then, you see the Pepsi symbol, and if you've seen the ad enough times, there must be a kind of, hmm, I fancy a Pepsi kind of a feeling, without you really knowing why. Advertising works at that level. So we make buying decisions emotionally too. This works especially, you can see it in action at Christmas time. All those ads. How, how much do you, do you flex the plastic at Christmas? Because you've seen something that you think, oh, it's too expensive really, but oh, so-and-so would just love that. And oh, especially if it's a child you're buying for. In, in your head, you just see a picture of his or her little smiling face as they open this whatever it is on Christmas morning and it's 50 pounds or dollars more than you intended to spend but what the hell it's Christmas and out comes the credit card and off you go now maybe you're more self-disciplined than that plenty of people are I know but the Christmas advertisers also know that 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 self-discipline is fairly easy to chip away at in most people if they can just hit the right emotional buttons now let's get back